Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the third Saturday of October, October 21st, 2023. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted, treasured individuals in North America and around the world. And also welcome Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Month as we celebrate our pastor and the ministry team. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Sharon Taylor, our Minister of Music. Pastor Millicent will offer the altar prayer. Minister Rochelle Jones will sing the opening song and she'll offer a pastoral treatment to Pastor Millicent. Uh, Pastor Millicent will offer a pastoral tribute to Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson. Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. And I, Elder, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, will serve as your worship leader. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm Church members, the Worldwide Church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, advocacy and access groups, the loved ones of those who've died from targeting. Pray for all government officials to be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God, do it and not do their will. Pray for world peace, especially for peace in the Middle East, especially between Israel and Palestine. Pray for the worldwide climate crisis, all refugees, especially Haitian and African who have suffered extreme abuses in their respective countries and who suffer more abuses than other refugees while trying to escape. Pray for all victims of gun violence, stabbings, and all violence in their families. Pray for all children, especially the missing and trafficked, 
Pray for TIs who've had their children taken away unjustly by an unjust court system. Pray for TIs for, for the unhoused, both targeted and untargeted, to obtain housing that will help them to have peace without satanic frequencies harming them. Thank you for your attention. Now, let us listen to our opening praise and worship song, which, as I've stated, Minister Rochelle Jones will sing today. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing star six and be blessed. Good evening, everybody. I'd like to say good evening to my wife and would like to say pastor appreciation to Reverend Millicent Black and her wonderful staff and everybody. So I will say everybody so I don't forget nobody because I don't know everybody's first name. So we just thank you and praise you for the work that you're doing in the ministry, the work ministering to those who are brokenhearted or feel left out, may feel a little lonely or sad or down right now. God bless you, because whatever you do for the least of these, you have done it under me, save the Lord. Amen. Well, it is a pleasure again to join you all for the um, annual recognition of clergy, and particularly Pastor Millicent, who has been our dear, wonderful friend for many years. And as she said, we met through uh, Minister Juanita, but uh, more than just looking at her as a, as a pastor and a friend, um, she's been an advisor to me. And we all know that uh, we in ministry, we have a small circle of those that we can really kind of open up our heart and show our own frail frailties and talk about things. And Pastor Millicent has been that for me and just been a friend and, as she said, my husband and I, uh, we went to Tennessee and we all just fellowshiped. And Amen. she's been somebody that is a blessing to us. And I've talked about her to others as how much, much she cares for people. And even in what she's going through, and she's going through quite a lot, that you would not know it because she bears it with grace. And we, we hold an old term, grace under fire. That's Pastor Millicent. She could be in excruciating pain, and yet she's in there uh, ministering to others. Amen. Also, too, we're going to talk about today, this is something referring to today. And, you know, sometimes even the pastoralship of a pastor is a very heavy responsibility. It's, it's like basically like, like King Solomon, the, the great responsibility he had toward the entire nation of Israel. And not only that, but the accountability by God and then keeping the standards, teaching, preaching, reading, studying. The ministry, don't, it's not easy as it look on the outside. It's a great responsibility when you've got people lives, you know, that you're accountable for, they spiritualize. And we just thank you, Reverend Black, for all you're doing. And just keep up the good work. Continue to fight. And, you know, like I said, um, I was reading to this week about Timothy. We um, talk about we have a project called Operation Timothy, and it talks about how Timothy Paul shaped and molded him uh, into being a great minister. And he was elected by Paul in the minister uh, of all the elders of Peter. And he elected him to be the uh, the first bishop in Ephesus. I didn't even realize that. So you you hold a great response. We thank God for your contribution day in and day out. Amen. So as we move into um, the service or the uh, lesson, Pastor Terrence has been, um, of course, as you know, he really studies a lot of the 
global events in relationship to God's word. And he has a word on that tonight, which I'll join in. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, um, we're talking about this because though you're all under a great amount of persecution and trials on a regular basis, and we know that you are more than we, we probably go through, but we're all going through some of it. And, but even with all of that, we have to reach through that pain and still continue to minister, particularly right now when people are so unaware and they are, um, they're not knowledgeable about what these things mean. Not people on this call, but people that you come in contact with. You have family members, you have other people you inter interact with. We are in a unique position because God has given it to us. He's, he says to you that's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God and to others, you know, those that are not saved particularly, it has not been given. And also to, to when we are given a lot, we're required to share what we know to help other people navigate that way. And so Terrence is going to talk about um, the uh, the judgment that's coming. And this is the okay. lesson we need to teach others. Okay, so I titled this, Dear Palma titled this, The First Judgment, The Last Judgment. And we're going to start out here. Now, there are a lot of people today will say, well, that doesn't apply to me. This doesn't apply to me. Let me, let me explain something that a lot of people are going to be very surprised on that day. Everything that God says applies to everybody who's ever lived on earth. There is no person that ex is exempt in the Bible, not one. There is no respect to person, rather than save or unsaved. So a lot of people are going to say, well, God can't judge me because I don't believe he exists. Okay, you don't have to. That's fine. But that doesn't change the reality of the situation because you try to play this little game with yourself. God is real. Now, let's, talk, let's show you how good God is. And he is giving the whole world right now an opportunity to get ready before he comes back right now. So I know that you guys in leadership or if he called you to be a soul winner or an encourager or tell somebody about Jesus, tell others right now. This is the, this is where we are. And I'm going to connect this. The Lord showed me how to connect this from the old to the new. And let me tell you something. As King Solomon said, one of the wisest men on earth, he said, there is nothing new under the sun. Everything just goes back in full circle. And that means that we're, what we're witnessing right now, this is nothing that God is shocked at. God already knew all these events were going to take place right now in Israel, Ukraine. He knew this was happening. God knows everything that's going to go down. I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 1, from 1 to number 7. Okay, okay Genesis 6, verse, uh, starting in verse 1. Now it came to pass, when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born to them, and that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth. This one. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterwards, when the son of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children. Those were mighty men who were old of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man is great on the earth, and every intent of his thoughts were only evil continuously. And the Lord was sorry that he had made them on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy the man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing of the air, and for I am sorry I have made them. But Noah 
Found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so let's stop right there. Now, this is, let's take a lesson. Like I said, if you don't learn from the lessons of the past, you're doing what? Repeat it again. History repeating itself. Now, Jesus says in, Gen in Matthew chapter 24, if you read, he said, see that no one deceive you. For in the last days, these things, it will be as it was in the time of Noah. Now, Noah, the Bible says in number eight, is found the red right now, but Noah found grace. That's where we are. We found grace with Jesus Christ when we gave our lives to him. We, we got in the ark of safety. Now, we know that God commissioned Noah to build the ark. We know that our, our, the ark was built in so many years. And Noah, not only did he build the ark with his wife and his three sons and their three wives, but they went out in the evening to minister, and they told them a flood was coming. A flood was coming. Please come with us. Join us. And they just laughed, and they played, and they went on and gave in marriage and did the things that people are doing today. Now, let me tell you one thing. The census at that time, I cannot tell you what the number of people was on earth because the Bible doesn't say that. But I'm pretty sure if God grieved in his heart back in Genesis chapter six, you can imagine what he's what he's saying today. That I repent that because you're talking about we have more people. We have somewhere between seven and eight billion people on the earth right now. Matter of fact, we this is the most that amount of people has ever been on the earth at one time right now. So you can imagine what God is only saying. I'm not saying what God says. I'm only reading my what his word says. And God, the Bible said, right, number seven, and family just read right now, and God saw them, and they, every every thought, every imagination became exceedingly wicked. Wicked. One thought of another. It was not good. It became so corrupt in their minds that everybody did what was right in their eyes, and they became corrupt because they knew not the way of the Lord. Now, and number eight, here is right here. This is the majority of the world right here that's following the flesh, following all the things of the world. Just, they cast off God. They didn't want God telling them how to live their life. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. So God said, so be it. And But here I'll tell you something. It's your way. But let me tell you this. It's going to be my judgment when I render it unto you. Now, here's the thing. Here's where we come in. We were in number eight. But, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? Because we gave our lives to Christ. We're telling somebody about Jesus. Those are the ones in clergy. We're, urge, we're witnessing with urgency. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Now, here's one sad thing. A lot of people are preaching today, but are they sounding an alarm that Jesus is coming back? Are they telling? They're so, see, here's the sad thing. When we went to these two churches that I repent even going there. Because the message became so much about materialism and God, the, the I call it the lottery gospel, the, the bling bling. You know, I'm not talking about that stuff. What I'm talking about is Jesus is coming back. If He want to bless you, then that's fine. I, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you keep people's mind filled up on prosperity, they're not going to think about God. They're going to think about the golden calf that got them in trouble, Israel in trouble when they went in the wilderness, and they fell down and worshipped that. We're not lovers of money. Money is our servant, not our Lord. Now let's go to the set of the next one right here. We got in the ark of safety. The only ones that got it got into the ark of safety after year after year. Think about this. Noah was building the ark, his wife and his sons, three sons, and then three wives. 
They walk through the villages and telling people, please, God will forgive us if we get out and repent on our knees and turn from our wicked way. God is being merciful. He wanted, and they just, the Bible said they just laughed and they went on back to their wicked ways. But then here's what happened. Genesis chapter eight and one. Let's have that to number four. Okay. Eight and one to four. Genesis. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and, and animals that were with them in the ark. And God made a wind pass over the earth, and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also um, stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded um, continuously from the earth, and the earth in 150 days of the waters just creeped. Then the ark rested on the seventh month, the seventh day. Okay, wait. The ark rested on the seventh month and the seventh day of the seventh month. In the mountains of Eret. Yeah, Eret. Okay, all right, thank you. And so right now, God spared Noah, and this is how it's going to be in the time when Jesus come back. He is going to be ready. Now, when he come back, the Bible says he will come back as a thief. Now, think about this. If somebody's going to break in your house, then they're going to announce to you, I'm coming to break in on such and such a time. Jesus described it, I will be returning. When I come back, will I find faithfulness? Or will I found people going AWOL? Let me tell you something. Refuge in the storm, you, Noah was in a time that everybody was against them. The only one was for them was God and the ones, the eight people that went into that ark and the animals were the only friends they had. Think about how they were laughed at, mocked at, ridiculed when they walked down the streets and the people calling them crazy and stupid and all that. Think about these things. Not only, I can imagine the people throwing fruit at them, saying, get out of here. We don't want to hear that. And they went on back, but hey, when the day of judgment came, when God said that, the Bible says in Genesis 8, God remembered Noah. He remembered his faithfulness. He remembered that he lived a way that was pleasing to God. The others had their choose. God, because Noah preached for 80, 100 years. He preached, he lived a long life. He preached for over a hundred years and that still was not enough for them to turn from their ways. It took one yes to Jesus and no to the world. But they decided, no, we love the world. Why do we love Jesus? So when God did, he rendered the judgment. Whether they believed he was going to do it or not, it happened. Let me tell you something. One thing a lot of people don't realize, Mount Ararat is in uh, modern day Turkey right now. And there, there's... There's fragments of the ark are still there right now. They found it not too long ago. It's there. So every God, everything in God is yay and amen. So if you get a chance, we are in the ark of safety. We're the body of Christ. Jesus is the boat that we're in right now. Throw a lifeline out to somebody else. Now, I know that some of you are being persecuted on every hand. But Paul says we are cast down, crushed, perplexed on every side. But yet we press on for that mark which is high calling, which is in what? Christ Jesus. Uh, let me tell you something. If we could be transfigured back to the time of Noah, you would be glad to come back here because if you think about the whole world is against you. Think about this. If God be for you, who could be against you? Now, Noah could have fit in with the culture and said, you know what? I'm just going to fit in and blend in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to offend nobody. He didn't offend nobody. He just warned them that God was going to send destruction. But the people laughed. And when the rain came, when they went down the flood, when they were carried off into the sea, the laughing stopped. The mockering stopped. And Noah and him, they ran to the ark. Noah, let us in. But it was too late. It was too late. 
Okay, so I'm gonna go to Genesis chapter nine and verse number okay, one. Before you do that, let me just read okay. what he just said. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power of God may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not for in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of the Lord Jesus Christ may also be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus uh, also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. And that that, that scripture is an important one for, for anybody in leadership. Amen. And I just, you know, just wanted to say this part about clergy appreciation. Um, clergy, of course, people have an official title, but there's many of us, and anybody that calls themselves in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is a leader because you are, you're called to lead people to Christ, to point people to Christ. Everybody, not just clergy. Um, people have asked the Lord to, or answer the call that God put on their lives, like Pastor Millicent and, and, and Elder Carolyn and, and Sister Sharon and people. But every one of person in, that's a Christian in the sound of my voice has a leadership role in the world, we in our greater world that we're in, mm -hmm. that we're supposed to tell people like, like Pastor Terrence is saying about the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for that, sweetie. We appreciate our elders, deacons, teachers, evangelists. Uh, you know, just we thank all God for all of us. And every one of us that's standing, holding the line, we're not going to give one yard to the enemy. We're going to hold the line. We must protect this house. And the other part I want to add on to what Pamela just said, um, when Noah got built, God said this in Genesis chapter 9. So God blessed Noah and his sons and them and said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So he saved the righteous and he condemned the wicked. He overthrew the wicked for their wickedness. Don't you see that? A lot of people don't realize their wickedness is going to, we were all in that darkness one time when we were in the world. But Paul says, now we've been drawn in, out into the light. Let us walk as sons and daughters of the light. And he said that Paul never called him. He just said, I put myself, he said, I was in darkness when I was on a horse too. And, you know, I was on a horse in Damascus. But when God knocked me off that horse, I saw the light because I was blind when I was on that road. But I opened my eyes three days later and when in Aeneas, baptize me in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad you on the winning team, Drew Storm? You're not on losing team. You're on the winning team. At the end of the day, Noah and Noah praising God. Matter of fact, they were so ecstatic when God landed the ark on Ararat that they, the Bible said that Noah even built the ark to the Lord and sacrificed animals unto him as God commanded. And God was pleased with him. Don't you, you right now, when we're standing on God's word, living the way God wants us to, living a life that's pleasing to him, not to ourselves, don't you know that pleases God? And then we find grace in Genesis chapter one, in the eyes of God. You don't want to find yourself out of grace. You want to be in grace with God. That's what the world did. Now, let me show you another demonstration. Let's go right here. Matthew chapter 25. That was the old. Let's go to the New Testament right now. We'll go to the New Testament right now. I got it right here. Okay. And this is how it's going to be. They are so caught up in this and caught up in that. They ain't got time for Jesus. The only time they want to hear about the Lord on TV, people get offended and all that kind of stuff. The only time they want to hear from God is when a crisis comes. Then it's time to pray. That's not, the, that's what, not what God wants. God wants the Bible say pray without ceasing. Why do we got to wait till a terrorist attack happen and then start praying? Isn't that, isn't that kind of phony to call on God when you need him? 
but you only need him, the U.S. and all the other countries, you only need him when trouble comes. And it's sad that you get offended when we even mention God, but you wanted his blessing. Yeah, right. Okay, let's go over here to Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13, please. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Amen. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those were foolish, um, took their lamps, but took no extra oil with them. But the wise uh, took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. At the midnight cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Let's go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And those foolish said to the wise, Give me some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered to them, No, lest there not be enough for us and you, but rather go and get oil for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came, saying, Lord, Lord, open us to us. And he answered to them, and surely I say to you, I never knew you. Amen. Oh, now, watch, therefore, you know not the day of the hour. All right. And that's why a lot of people, when you see people tell them this is the day the Lord is coming back, believe them not, they're a false prophet. Nobody has the right to pinpoint that day. We do not pinpoint. We know the seasons but not today. That is not for us to worry about. Our thing is to be ready at a moment's notice, because if that trumpet blows today, will you be ready to be caught up to meet him in the air? And every day you get up right now, as much turmoil that's going on in the world, chaos and confusion, remember God's Jesus said that all of this must come to pass, but he says, fear ye not, because I'm with you. And if this do not come to pass, then he said, this gospel shall be preached to every what? Creature, every person on earth. So the word of God must go come to fruition to all, all four corners of the earth. And the other thing is this, my brothers and my sisters in refuge with the storm, remember this, what you're going through, we are all in this together. You are not by yourself. You're not, you might be feeling things, but we are all interlocked together as one body. You show, I can, I can tell you several things that are going on with other people, but I don't have the time right now. Think about some of the Christians right now that are in Israel have lost their lives right now. I mean, this terrible war that just broke out right now. Think about the Christians that lost their lives, that lost arms or legs or don't even have, you know, all messed up and disfigured from bombs and guns and different things like that. You, let me tell you something, you would rather be here than to be there right now because a war zone is not a place for any kind of peace of mind. You, the after effect sometimes is more worse than the actual bombing itself, later the trauma, post-war stress is worse sometimes. Just as somehow people have been in the military have fought in any wars. Now, Pamela was just talking about that. We must be ready because we the bridegroom could come back at any time and we should live every day. Can this be the day that Jesus come back? He may come back tonight, tomorrow, before we even get up to say good morning, Lord. You, you, know, I, you and I do not know today, but he's saying, be ready. Look up every day and say, Lord, can this be today? Do you know that there's no more signs that need to be done for Jesus to come back? It could be at any moment right now. It might be in the middle of the Super Bowl. It might be in the middle of the, the, uh, the, the Oscars, the Grammy. But all these people in the world are going to be, they're going to be so preoccupied with everything else except for the word of God. 
And when Jesus come back, he's going to say, okay, the ones who are caught up to meet him in. And let me explain this to you. When the rapture takes place and it will happen, I guarantee you it's going to happen. If God said it, it's going to happen. Not because I'm guaranteeing it, because God said it. That's why. I don't have no power to say when it's going to happen. But if he said it, I believe it by faith. And I do not take it, I don't even doubt it because I know if God delivered Israel out of a, a tyrant like Pharaoh, Ramses II, he can surely do it for his people. Has God lost his power? No, God has all power. He is just waiting for everybody to hear his word so he can say, come up here. Now, let me tell you something. After the rapture, we're going to talk about that another time. The world is going to be in total, complete chaos. It's going to be so bad because when, when we're caught up to meet him in the air, the rapture means to evacuate you from the wrath of God to come. Re Revelation chapter 6. After the church is pulled up, the Holy Spirit is lifted up. That means they can do all the evil they want to. God said, just have it. You got seven years. But the Bible said it will be the worst seven years ever in mankind history. It has never been like this before. Let me read Matthew chapter 24 when he talks about that right here. Can we have that right here? Right, right now? Okay, read it right here. 24, okay. starting in verse 8. Matthew 24, No, start on this now. Okay. Then Jesus went up and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to him and said, uh, his disciples came up to him, the good temple, and Jesus said to them, Do you know, not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone will be left on another, and they should all be shut down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered, to them. Take heed that no one deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that no one, uh, that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, <clears throat> and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places, and these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then they would Okay, and then we'll go down to. Um, okay, then they will deliver you up to tribulation, kill you, and hate it by all nations. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and hate one another. And then many false prophets will deceive many. And because of the lawless will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Amen. Now I want to add something about the um, the fact that there's a lot of prophetic things going on, um, including in 14 says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, and then to the nations and, and will come. So when you see this happening, you know that these things are important. And the thing that, that is always, I guess, puzzling to me is that why more people are not preaching. This is like the preeminent message of this time we're in because we're seeing these things right now. I've had a conversation with a relative of mine. They said, oh, these all, things have always happened, but they're happening in greater frequency and they're happening in greater intensity. There's also a particular prophetic thing that says when <clears throat> you see Israel surrounded, or Jerusalem rather, that the desolation is near. Now, this is not the same thing. And somebody asked me, well, if you're saying that, aren't you being where they say, don't be a soothsayer and don't be a, I don't know how, those soothsayers and wizards and all that stuff. No, we're not soothsayers. We're saying what the word of God said. It's right sitting in, right in front of our face. And we can't keep silent on this. Um, I think a lot of people have confused the fact that we're not allowed to 
uh, divination, meaning be a palm reader, or be, uh, use uh, tarot cards, or use uh, even zodiac signs, which are wickedness, because it's part of witchcraft, all that kind of stuff, fortune tellings. This is different than the word of God, because Jesus said, you know, the, the Bible clearly says that wherever you hear it in the dark, they tell it to the rooftops. We're supposed to tell this stuff. Uh, I always say this to people. If you knew that my car had been serviced for brakes and and it, this never happened, but I'm just using this example, and they didn't fix the brakes and the car was going to crash if I drove away, would you say, well, that's, I don't want to get involved. It's not my business. I can't tell them what to do. Well, you could try to help save someone's life if you could. And I, it's the same thing. You're helping save someone's spiritual life. And I can, there's a lot of people just don't want to talk about this. And I have no idea why. And you know what? Thank you for saying that, sweetie. That is so right. Matthew chapter 24 says this. And at the end, when they knock, when Jesus come back and we're gone, they will, they'll have our clothes and stuff here. We won't need these clothes no more. They have whatever they got in mind. We'll be long gone from this whole wicked world. And not only that, we'll be caught up to meet them in there. And eyes have not seen or entered in our heart or in our minds what God has in store for us. This is only a rehearsal for the next life. Now, I'm not talking about glorified death, but what I am saying, the world is getting colder. Everything that Jesus said, not Pastor Terrence, not Pastor Pamela said, everything that Jesus said will come to pass. And what I'm saying is that this is not to scare you, but to inform you what's going on. Many years ago, Marvin Gaye had a song saying, what's going on? This is what's going on. This is the time called a desolation of, um, uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more after that. Question. Well, you know what? There's one thing, though, as pastors, uh, lay leaders, clergy, even just born again people that love the Lord, in the middle of our pain, and we're not, we're not discounting it. You're in the middle of your pain. But guess who you're like when you're in the middle of your pain preaching the gospel? You're like Stephen. You're like John the Baptist. You're like Paul. These people are going through what we're all going through, especially you all that are, that are experiencing certain things in your body. I mean, I can't even imagine what it was like for them. I mean, they were beaten. I mean, you heard the thing beaten. You know, some of them were sawed into this and that in the book of Hebrews. And so we're all going through these things, but we all have to continue to press forward with the message that God gave us because we need to get the answer at the end. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's one. And you've left nothing undone. You can't leave anything undone. Amen. And the one thing also, too, what did he say in Matthew chapter 24? The one that you just read. He said the other one's going to come. These are the ones that were so busy in the world. They went to church on Sunday, but they did nothing that God called them to do. So what is he going to hear? He's going to say, they're going to knock and say, Lord, he's going to say, Apple, he's going to say, I never knew you. You went to church, but I never knew you because what I called you to do, you refused to do it because you were so preoccupied with this world. When me and Pamela passed, when me and Pamela got called into the ministry, I never for one a moment imagined we'd be doing ministry in with elders. I thought it was going to be in a traditional church like everybody else. But God had other plans. He said, I have need of you to go into the nursing home because a lot of these people will wind up leaving there. So I need to make sure that they're ready to meet me when they leave this body. Let me show you, for example, one of our sisters in Christ passed away. She made the transition the last couple of days. Graduate. She graduated from the Lord. And we knew any day she was going to be leaving, we were just waiting for the answer. But you know what? We know one thing. Glory be to God. She was caught up and she's with the Lord right now. She, she absent from the body. She is present with God. And let me tell you this. 
We made sure that she was saved and read the um, the um, sinner's prayer, reinstated her a few times, and she was ready just sitting there rocking and waiting on God to come and get her. And the Lord came and got her. Now she's in glory and not in pain. And she's in the presence of God, praising him and blessing Lord and having known it was going to be his good. I would have left a long time ago. And so I'm saying that that's why God called. Now, this is not for us. We don't want no glory. We give the glory to God. We don't boast in nothing but the Lord. We don't glorify in nothing but the Lord. But the reason why Jesus said this right now in, in Matthew chapter 24, he said, and when they knocked on, they said, Lord, truly, he said to them, I never knew you. He never knew them because they they want nothing to do with God. They wanted God when they wanted to be rescued. But if they got rescued, they left because they really were not with God in the first place. Their hearts were not set on God. It was on the things of this world. They loved that. They wanted they wanted God to be the, the rescuer, but they didn't want him to be the Lord over their lives. Isn't that something? So let's go right here. And then here's the part right here I want to get to. And then I'm going to go to the five three points right here. Matthew 24, and I'll read this right here. Matthew 25 and 31 says this right now. And the king, we're going to sit in judgment, everyone. Um, second uh, second uh, Corinthians chapter, I believe it's 5 and 2, 5 and 10 says this. All of us will appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for how we live our lives. We will be forgiven for any sin. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5. We must all appear before the seat, before Christ. A lot of people say, well, that ain't going to be me. I guarantee you, if God said it, it'll be every one of us. We don't have a say. We'll be we'll be presented there. It will not be no king and king or this other firm. And then nobody get It's going to be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then right here in uh, Matthew 25 and 31 says this right here. <laughs> Let's go there. And when the Son of Man comes in his glory, all and his holy angels with him, we will see him sitting on the throne of glory. Mm. And all the nations shall be gathered together before him, every nation. And he will separate them from, from one to the other, from the sheep, and divide them from the sheep from the goat. That means from the righteous to the unrighteous. And he was and he set the sheep from the goat, and he said, Then the king said to them in 34, on the right hand, come ye blessed. Into my father and inherit the kingdom of God, which was prepared for you before the foundations of the world. That's us. Y'all ought to be rejoicing. But he's going to make another one. He's going to say, here's the other one. But for the hungry, watch this right here. But then he's going to say, when he gives the other command, this is the last one he's going to give in 46. And then he said to them, and those who went away that he cast out, that never that he said, I never knew you in 46, Matthew 24, 25 and 46, and those who went away to everlasting punishment, for they did not receive eternal life. It's one thing to die one time, but when you, the second death is far worse than any death you can experience on this earth. To hear God's word said, he's gonna say this to them, I never knew you, because you were so you were so entrenched in this world. I had no room in your heart. I had no room in your life. You loved the world so much that you were not waiting for my coming. You didn't look up. You didn't praise me. Matter of fact, you were ashamed of me when you were in the streets. Right. Amen. You didn't, wouldn't even mention the gospel to nobody. Amen. So here are the points I want you to go right here. Number four points I'm going to make. God's way is always perfect. Whether it's through hardship 
or rather even through trials and tribulations. And that's what we're gonna, we always want to just not forget that so many of us are suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just been spared some of the things that we hear you all mm-hmm. say that you're going through, but we know it's real. We know it's real, just as real as we're sitting in a seat. We know it's real. And we know, we don't know why he allows some to suffer in certain ways. And But I think as believers and as people that love the Lord Jesus Christ, we're all uh, subject to a lot of uh, uh, arrows and flames from, from people that, are, that don't belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's people that, you, that even say they're saved and that do things against us, surveil us, tap our phones, uh, try to undermine us at, at workplaces, undermine us in, 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 in the church community, and all these other things that are happening to people. These are real things. But these, but it's also, like Karen said, God's way is still, part, even in the midst of all of that, we just have to say, Lord, I, I'm just going to trust you and praise you. I don't know why you're letting this happen. And I know John the Baptist said it because it's documented in the book of John. He said to Jesus, are you the one or should I look for another? And I've said this before. He was like, he was saying, look, I'm still in, I'm going to get killed tomorrow. Are you going to do anything to help me? I mean, if it was in modern times, I'm sure he would be saying that. He was basically saying, look, I'm here. And Jesus said, that the, the lame walk and the dead are raised and blessed is he who's not offended by me. And it is very easy when you're going through persecution to be offended by the Lord. You're going to be offended. Like, why am I going through this? I'm doing everything I can and different things. And you're allowing me to suffer in this way. Jesus was saying, don't be offended. Amen. You're you're in my will. You're in the perfect place. And the other one, number two point is, thank you, honey. And another, another two point is, have no other God before me. Now, I know a lot of people like this mentality today we have, they have options. If God don't give me my way, I'll go to Lucifer and he'll give me what I want, or I'll go to this God, or I'll leave this church and go and hear what I want to hear. Remember, the Bible says in the last days that many will depart from it with itching ears because mm-hmm. they don't want to hear that. They, they don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear the lies. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew 24 that uh, there, there will be many false prophets who will be deceiving people, higher power, this and that, and they will not be of God. It will be tricks of the enemy. You know, one sad thing a lot of people, they don't realize is that um, when they're running after these lotteries and all that crazy stuff like that, they're setting themselves up, they're, they're, they're programmed for destruction because they're going, they're lovers of the world. They love this world world so much that this is all the heaven they ever see they might see they don't realize it's a life after this mm-hmm. life it's mm-hmm. going to continue mm-hmm. where are you going to be god has offered us the same part he gave to noah and his family to get in the ark and we can find grace in the eyes of god what what should we do pastor let me say these last two points and then i'll bring it out to you and number three god knows what tomorrow is going to bring in everyone in our lives he is the only no, only one that knows. Remember, he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I am. I, w- I was there when you first came and took your first breath in this world. And I'll be there to usher you in my arms. So we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We have no idea. But he knows. You see what I'm saying? Even the enemy does not know what tomorrow is going to bring. But God knows. Amen. Amen. And number four, God knows everything about us. That even things that we don't even really know about ourselves, mm. he knows more about us than we know about ourselves, and we are in this body. Mm-hmm. He know how many hairs on your head. He know every thought you had across your entire life. We don't even remember half the things went across our head. 
He remembers everything. That's how much he knows he's so engaged with us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our ways. He knows our habits. He knows our shortcomings. He knows our goings and our coming. He knows because he makes it his business to know about his children. Just like a mother, she can see her children go out there and play, but she know the ones that are aggressive. And she know the ones that are timid. They know. Let me say this to you. The father knows. Amen. And this is the last one I'll make right here. And I'm going to say this right here. We have an opportunity. So the last judgment, what we heard right now, Matthew 25, come, metal, uh, come, refuge from the storm, and come and enjoy the glories. Let me say this to you right now. You're going to hear this if you put your hands in Jesus' life right now. Matthew 25 and 31. Let me go back to that right now. It says right here. Um, when a son of man come his glory, all, all in holy, angels with him, he shall sit on the throne of glory. And it, it says right here, come. He says, come. And oops. And then the king will say to him on the right hand side, that, that's us. And that's us with Noah. Then the king said to them, those on the right hand, come blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom of God was prepared for you before the foundations of the world. Like that. So God has said, I already got you. I got you a home beautiful, more beautiful than you can find on the internet. More, I got you. I got gold that eyes have not seen before. I have sapphires. I have things that I'm going to show you how I made water. I'll show you how I made stars. I'll show you how I'll put the sun out when I don't need it no more. When this world ends, I'm going to show you how I do things and before, and you will bow down and worship me. And the Bible said, we shall be his people and he shall be our God. Yeah. Amen. Forever. Now, let me tell you this right now. You see all these people, they're fighting and they, 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 they're going to make up their mind now. I'm just going to say this and make this quick because we got less than five minutes right now. God had promised this land. This is the only land that I know in the Bible that God had promised yeah, to Israel. That is Genesis chapter 15. Read it. Genesis 15 is called the Abrahamic Covenant. Now, let me show you something. Me and every pastor on this line, the Pope and all of us lined up together, do not have a right to override God's word. None of us have a right to change that. And what I'm saying is my prayers go out to the Palestinian people, the innocent victims, not the jihad, not these crazy jihadists. Innocent people, women and children being killed and caught up in a horrible situation and don't have nowhere to go. God helped them and God blessed them and may they turn to Jesus right now. But here's what I'm saying. God says, I, he didn't say because of Israel's sake. He said, because of my servant Abraham and David. Oh, he said, I would give you an, an eternal heritage forever. Now, we know that God has exiled Israel four times. It has happened. And each one, he, now I don't believe that God had a problem with the Palestinians living there. It was called Palestine because it had been called that because Israel was exiled for 2,000 years. Okay, but God said that you were only there to occupy, but the land belonged. Now, let me tell you something. There is nobody on this planet have a right to override anything, God said. We don't have that kind of power. We, was, we, we were not giving to God and ask for our opinion. He didn't ask for our vote. He didn't ask what we even thought about it. He made that decision back in Genesis chapter 15. There's nothing wrong with the people of Palestine living there. 
But this land, from what God says, that's the only land that I can remember that God promised to Abraham and his descendants. He didn't say until he came back. He said forever. He said forever because of Abraham, because of David, not because of Israel, because Israel has not always walked with God. You and I know that. They would have been exiled that many times. But what God says, nobody is going to change that command. Nobody, not even President Biden, not BB or none of them are going to change his mind. So these crazy jihadists is doing all this. They're fighting God in ignorance. And I'm going to tell you something. When he come back, let me tell you something. You better be, let me tell you something. The people that I know that fought God, every one of them was, you know, was struck down. One way or another, God eliminated them. He has a track record of taking care of these kind of people. It's so easy for him. But he's has he's trying to be merciful because of Jesus Christ died on the sin fire cross. He's trying to be patient because his mercy endures forever. But it's going to come a time that's going to run out. When that run out, you know they won't be able to say, "Lord, we didn't know." He said, "You yes, didn't know because you never looked at my word." But he also right. said that the gospel will be preached will be around right. the world. So what meaning excuse? that he's going to give them opportunities. Mm -hmm. What they do with that is their right. business. Right. I do not have no. I, none of us have the right to override. I appreciate President Biden sending aid to help, and I appreciate him going over there. Right now is the time to give your life to Jesus right now. Let me tell you why. We got 32 wars can break out right now. We got 32 conflicts as I speak right now. 30, no, 33 now. 33 conflicts right now. Iran is looking to jump into this fight with Israel. That just came out today. Hamas said, um, um, uh, Hezbollah said they're getting into the war, so it's growing right now. You're going to see horrible tensions. But I'm just saying that this is what the Bible talks about when all these nations will come against Israel. This is the time that Christ said that they will come. And so the U.S. has already sent special forces right there on the, on the boats, ready to go in. We don't know what's going to happen. We only know what they put out for the PR. News know something. But I'm telling you right now, pray right now for our troops. Pray for Israel and pray for the people of Palestine, the innocent people, not the ones that's trying to kill nobody, but the ones just want to live in peace. They they don't they don't want all this war, but they're caught up in the middle of this. Pray for the people of Ukraine and pray for the ones in Russia don't want this war neither. What Ukraine? Pray this and this sad thing about war is are always innocent casualties that are always in this. We we haven't heard half the atrocities yet to come out yet. Only a few. And if I know that wicked, anytime you can cut the heads off of babies, okay, you, you got to be a real demon-possessed person. Because the Bible says, God bless the little children as they sung as under him. He said, Lord, don't try. He said, no, 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 no. Well, such as these is the kingdom of heaven belong to. Amen. The ones that did harm to those kids, they're going to be, they're going to have their heads cut off too. And then go, here's the sad thing. When they die that death, it's gonna it's gonna repeat over and over and over what you're gonna reap, what you saw. God is all over kids. They they kill, they're crying out, they kill us unto God. Their names are going up. You know how I know? Guess how I know? Because when Cain slew Abel, his 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 blood cried out from the ground, saying, Cain killed me. You will render the judgment. God said, Don't worry about it. I got it. I'm already on top of it. You don't have to worry about it. God bless you. God keep you. That's the first judgment with Noah when it first started when God flooded the earth. The last one is to come when Jesus come back in glory with his angels to judge the world. The Bible said not one nation, but every nation will be gathered before him. 
and they're going to give an account. Every leader, every president, everybody going to stand before him. And then we'll see who told the truth. Right. We'll see who we'll told see. the lie. Because we'll on that day, whoever's on the right hand, they will be the ones be with those who's on the left hand. They will say, he'll say, I never knew you. So there's two groups, not bipartisan, two groups. The one that's in Christ and the ones reject. Now, let me tell you this. It's not the sin alone that sends you out of the presence of God. It's rejecting God. That's what's going to send them into everlasting torment. You pray for them. The Bible says pray for them because they don't know the hell that's waiting for them. Uh, and I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. I can assure you, I'm almost certain of one thing. It's worse than any nightmare we can ever come up with. I can promise you that. And the sad thing about it, there is no way out. <laughs> no way out. So I wouldn't be surprised if God pulled up a picture, not a big screen TV. And you know what? So do not be afraid to minister this message. Please do it with urgency. We don't know when he's going to come back, but the Bible says in Proverbs, he that wins souls is wise. Paul says before he died, he said, I am ready to preach the gospel in Rome. I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. He knew he was going to die in Rome. Paul knew that God and Jesus already had told him that. He said, you will bring glory to my name when you die. But they're going to remember the sacrifice she made for the gospel. They will remember. Now, let me tell you something. How many churches are named after Judas? You know, not many. I know them. But how many are named after Paul, Timothy, all of these? You think we're going through something? All 12 of the disciples, 11 were murdered. One was exiled. They tried to kill him, but God spared him. And when we get into that, we're going to talk about that on another message, not today. They were afraid oh, to and this was the first century of the church laying the foundation. Do you know what we're going through? They're going through a hundred times greater. Well, we, they're probably way more persecution. So if we can't handle this, you need to say, Lord, give me the courage to get to this. Give me the strength and give me a, a made up mind that I'm going to follow you and I'll be looking for you to your return. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Do not give up on God. And this is not time to quit, but this is time to get ready. Get ready because Jesus is coming back. And we love you guys. Don't you win? Let me tell you something. The only way you lose is when you quit. And the only way you win is if you stay in the race. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.